This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Kate Stevenson here and here we go again. Shame on you for not tuning in at 8am on Saturday, but thanks for downloading the podcast anyway. This week on Relish, Charlie Carrington has made a career out of travelling the world and bringing back what he learns in menu form at his restaurant Atlas Dining. But what do you do when international travel comes to a grinding halt? Well, you celebrate all things Australian. We'll find out how he's doing that and how he's working in the humble dim sim in a seriously surprising way. Plus, the Melbourne Cocktail Festival is back, how you can support Melbourne's bar industry and, of course, enjoy some great drinks in the process, plus the latest in food news and dining tips from me. That is all coming up on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. You can find out more about them at diamondcelebrations.com.au. On Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, you can relax with all your favourites. Lady, I'm your knight in shining armour, and I love you. Easy and relaxing favourites. If you're going to San Francisco. Thirteen seventy-seven AM and Stereo DAB, Melbourne's Easy Music Three MP. Easy Music Three MP. This is Relish. Now, as far as I can tell, our next guest hasn't even turned thirty, but he has achieved a lot in his young years. Most recently, you'll know him as the owner and head chef at Atlas Dining, and probably from his runaway lockdown success, Atlas Masterclass. He's Charlie Carrington. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, just quickly, for those who don't know, and I feel like everyone should, what is the idea behind Atlas Dining? So our concept is that we change our cuisine every four months. So doing a set menu based off my travel experience to a different country. Now, it's interesting. The reason I contacted you is because I saw the current menu and it kind of makes sense when you think about it. You've been all over the world already. What have you settled on for now, Charlie? So we're currently serving our native cuisine of Australia. <laughs> it's an Australian menu, and I assume that's because you really do go and travel to the countries that you feature on the menu, and we can't do that right now. But I love it. How do you go about designing an Australian menu? Look, to be honest, probably been the hardest menu to create thus far because I feel like, you know, all the other menus <clears throat> have, like, you know, an incredible trip. It's very inspiring, sort of overseas learning and it's all very new and exciting yeah. where you know when we're you know we're wanting to do Australia it's obviously you know naturally we're um, from Australia and I think what do we want to serve how do we want to showcase that and then of course you know most of our guests who are coming and dining will also be from Australia so it's how do we make sure you know we're able to blow their minds and excite them while sort of doing our cuisine justice it's got a lot more yeah, I feel like, you know, some of the other cuisines you can definitely get away with a little bit more, yeah. but this one, there's nowhere to hide. And it is really interesting because, you know, you go to all places all over the world, you you try different things, you try street food, but you come back and you refine it, yeah? So are you still having fun with Australian ideas and Australian ingredients? What are some of the things on the menu? Yeah, like I've had so much fun with that. Um, yeah, ingredient-wise, I think is, you know, like for example, I've always wanted to have kangaroo on the menu. Yeah. So that's a really big one um, that we've never been able to do before. Sorry about that. And then um, the other things I've really enjoyed probably doing our snacks. So we're doing like a little play on like a bunning snack, which has been really good. And then we're doing this oyster dim sim. So it's like a, um oyster that we 
stuff with some chopped oyster and um, a mix of prawn, and then we put the like a dumpling skin on it and steam it. So it's fired by the South Melbourne market, Jimmy. Yeah. So yeah, just having a bit of fun with like you know playing around with those sort of ideas that you know a lot of people are familiar with. And there is a real development process. Are there any dishes that didn't make the cut that you just went, no, oh. I can't? Oh, quite. <laughs> Where do I start? There was a lot of, yeah, a lot of things didn't make the cut or like, or we'd be playing around with an ingredient and like, you know, some of the native ingredients, some are really good and have great applications where some we're playing with and it's just like, it's just hard to get the balance right with those ingredients because they are very, very full on. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, this one's running through till June if people want to book. Will the menu change a little bit in that time? Yeah, absolutely. So we're about three or four weeks in now and we'll start to swap um, start to swap out some dishes over the next two to three weeks. All right, love it. Hey, will you stick around so we can chat about what's happening with Atlas Masterclass as well? Absolutely. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish and we're chatting to Charlie Carrington. He's head chef at Atlas Dining, but he's also the mastermind behind Atlas Masterclass, which was wildly popular during lockdown. Charlie, for Atlas Masterclass, you basically delved into a country per week, didn't you? And people could sort of cook three themed midweek dinners at home. Is that is that how it worked then? Exactly right, yeah. So what's the deal now? Is it Does it just continue? Are people still using it? Yeah, absolutely. It's very much continued. We've um the one change that we have made, which has been really, really good, has been um opening up more dishes. So when we were during lockdown, we were sort of just doing the one cuisine box a week, three dishes a week, and everyone got the same thing. But um you know naturally, as we sort of progressed and understood how it all worked, because it was very unplanned from the get go. But um yeah, we decided you know let's add some more choice and and let people really choose their own adventure. So I think um. You know, if it's been added, we'll have our three set dishes from that country and then there'll be six other dishes which are from different places and people can sort of pick and choose as they go. And how are people using it? Do you find they sort of come in for maybe a week, a month or it's fortnightly or, or who is using it now that we can go out? Look, to be honest, I think because it is midweek and it is, you know, it's weeknight dinners, I think a lot of people who, you know, would be out on the weekend or with their friends and family, you know, during the week though, they might be at home, whether it's with their partner or you know, with their kids or whoever. And, you know, they're the ones who um, I think during the week will cook at home and then on the weekend they're more likely to probably get out and, and enjoy a bit more. So we've found that we've found a really like incredibly varied demographic of, of clients for what we do. That's great. Um, is there a absolute favourite cuisine? Is there sort of one that, that sells more than others? Oh, it's always, I think that, you know, the, the obvious ones like the uh, Italy and, and Mexico, I think that are just, you know, clear winners for everyone. I think people just can't get enough of those flavours in Australia. I think I still dream about the Israeli box, Charlie. Hey, do you, <laughs> now we know that it's Australia on the Atlas Dining menu through to June. Do we know if you're going to get somewhere after that? What What do you think will be the next menu? So at this stage, I'm thinking Singapore, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I do read the news a little bit and I think um, by the sound of it, Singapore sounds like it could be, could be the go by the middle of the year. So fingers crossed because been the longest I've ever, I reckon, been in Australia, which is about a year. I'm desperate to get out and explore somewhere new. Well, we will enjoy the Australian menu in the meantime. Charlie, thank you for joining us on Relish. Thanks for having me.
Charlie Carrington there from Atlas Dining and Atlas Masterclass. If you want to try his Bonza Australian menu, head to atlasdining.com.au. Stick around, plenty more to come. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Find out more, diamondcelebrations.com.au. On Easy Music, 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up. DAB Plus is the innovation to your favourite station. Easy Music 3MP, where the music is nearer and clearer in stereo right across Melbourne. There is more 3MP to love by upgrading your radio to DAB+. Change the way you listen to 3MP. There is more to love on DAB+. Find out more at 3mp.com.au. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish with me, Kate Stevenson. There are plenty of things to celebrate as we emerge from what was a pretty dismal year in many regards, and one of them has been the return of the Melbourne Cocktail Festival. Joining me now is Michael Bechetta. He's co-founder of Worksmith, a hospitality co-working space, and he is also one of the brains behind this fabulous festival. Michael, were you not busy enough already? Uh, always busy um, but yeah definitely felt that it was time to rekindle the the Melbourne Cocktail Festival after doing our first festival last year uh, just prior to COVID hitting uh, a couple of weeks before the first cases um, hit Australia and had a really good response from it then Um, obviously the year that everyone's been through you know the hospitality industry impacted um, certainly more than others and we felt that it was definitely time to, to rekindle and, and get people back into bars. It was amazing timing, really, isn't it? Because you snuck it in and you, you got people to know and love it and then you get to kind of bring us back out with it. How does the festival itself work? Uh, I guess there's two tiers uh, to it this year. Uh, the first is the Bar Safari. This is where uh, around 30 bars put up a bespoke cocktail uh, for the week of Melbourne Cocktail, Melbourne cocktail Festival, so between the 12th and the 18th of April. And uh, we, the registration's free uh, to be have access to that drink, and it's at fifteen dollars, so it's at a discounted rate uh, across bars in in Melbourne. We actually gave away a thousand free drinks, which were snapped up really quickly. <laughs> um, they're gone already. Uh, you still have access to that fifteen dollar drink if you uh, sign up for the the bar safari. The second part is the in venue events. Uh, so we have a little over twenty events this year taking um, taking. Uh, part across all bars um, involved, which is really exciting. So everything from masterclasses to tastings to, you know, food pairings, um, cross-bar collaborations. Um, We've got our own opening party at Welcome to Thornbury on the the Monday night uh, with the launch of Good Spirits, uh, another one of our brands doing um, large format uh, batch cocktails. And then the closing party at Starwood Distillery, at the end of the week as well. So plenty on across the week. And that one does sound stupendous. It's well worth people checking the website because, you know, the events are different. You know, the history of booze, gin and cocktails uh, from Melbourne at Little Lawn. Drink the book with Max Allen and his fabulous book. So it's worth them checking those. How are bars recovering post-COVID, do you think? It's a bit of a mix um, depending on location and uh, I guess how stable they were pre-COVID as well how they uh, operated through COVID, if at all. Uh, so it's really varying. Some of there's some great success stories that have come out of COVID where people have been able to shift their businesses really successfully and then set themselves up really, uh, really in a great place to um, be successful going forward. Others that rely on 
uh, you know, office workers uh, in the city mm. uh, have struggled a little bit um, ongoing, um, but you're certainly starting to see more people come back to the city uh, and a big part of Melbourne Cocktail Festival, uh, also in partnership with the City of Melbourne this year, is to uh, rekindle people's love for you know, CBD uh, cocktail bars as well. So that's really important to us and uh, we really want to ensure we get more people in venue ongoing. Love it, Michael. Thank you. It's so great to see passionate, creative people like you helping venues to come back from such a huge challenge, but also giving the rest of us something fabulous to do. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Michael Bichetta there on the Melbourne Cocktail Festival. You can still get tickets to festival events. Head to melbournecocktailfestival.io. Stick around coming up this week in food, including another regional gem from me. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Find out more, diamondcelebrations.com.au. On Easy Music, 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish. It's time to share some food news and dining tips this week in food. We'll kick off with Hoskin Usal, who's chef and owner of Balaclava's much-lauded Tulum restaurant. He's announced his Flying Carpet Dinner Series for 2021. Basically, he's asked four of his favourite Victorian-based chefs to fly with him through Turkey and create their interpretation of his native cuisine. It's kicking off with Halle Raychura from underground restaurant Enter Via Laundry on Tuesday the 13th of April. You can have a look for more info and grab tickets at tulumrestaurant.com.au. Over at Melbourne's newest hospitality and entertainment hotspot, 80 Collins, the next hotel Melbourne has popped up. This is yet another super slick hotel for the centre of this city. They just keep coming. Of course, that means feeding hungry guests. So next month we'll see the arrival of La Madonna on the hotel's third floor. Sicilian bread Daniel Natoli and Hong Kong street food supremo Adrian Lee are at the helm. So it's bound to be a really creative menu that'll celebrate their distinct separate culinary heritages. It's a restaurant and bar and the wow factor is going to come from a brilliant barrel room. So they're getting carefully chosen spirits and cocktails and herbal liqueurs and laying them down in old and new barrels. So they'll end up in pretty playful cocktails at the bar and they're planning some fun spirit and food Events, so we'll keep an eye out for those. Also at 80 Collins, Chris Lucas isn't showing any signs of slowing down. He has announced yet another restaurant to open later this year. He's teaming up with Sydney legend Martin Ben to launch Yakimono, a contemporary high-energy inner-city Japanese grill. Uh, Ben's also behind Society, so that's the much-awaited centrepiece restaurant that will open at this new CBD development. We'll finish with another regional tip from me. I'm not long back from a road trip headed across Western Victoria into South Australia and one of the standout meals for me was at Port Ferry's Merry Jig Kitchen. Put aside the gorgeous ambience you get at this historic inn, the fabulous daily menu of hyperlocal food and drinks was stupendous. From sipping on a house-made take on pims with locally grown fruit to eating parsnip and eel pate or a local rack of lamb with potatoes straight from the garden, it was a beautiful experience. And that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Listen in next Saturday at 8am or look for the next podcast at 3mp.com.au. Easy music, 3MP.